return to our regularly scheduled program. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Welcome to episode number eight. eight of Tyler and Lynch on Standby. Thank you for checking us out once again. Uh, a little update still on Standby. Yeah. Still no job. Uh, still no word from Chad Kroger either. Uh, I'm sure he'll be on the show eventually. We're just waiting to get an email or a text, whatever. I don't know. Fingers crossed. A for WhatsApp, all that. whatever he uses. Uh, but thank you so much for checking it out. Uh, once again, please rate, review, subscribe the show uh, to the show. Leave a comment, thumbs up, all that kind of stuff. It really does help out. Also, big thank you to 604 Studios, producer Alexi, who has a camera this time. Yeah. <laughs> I have a camera. <laughs> and uh, the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network for uh, hosting us. Um, it was just your birthday. It was. In the last episode, we were talking about how old you are. And you're just getting older. And Everybody is. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the way it works. No, well, hmm. um, <laughs> I felt old yesterday for the first time in a while. Uh, I got asked to boot liquor for a kid. For real? Yeah, yeah. This like teenager came up to me. I mean, he's still at braces on. He's vaping. And I was sitting just kind of around the corner from the liquor store in this little park having a coffee. And the kid came up and he's like, hey, man, you want to boot for me? I'll give you five bucks. And I was like, <laughs> five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of money when you're 16. You're like, it's worth it, right? You do a lot for five bucks when you're 16 years old. But uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I <laughs> said no. it's illegal, that's why. I know, but like, when you were 16, getting booze was an important part of high school, but you know? five bucks, give me a break, man. Back when I was young, we used to do that and ask our buddy's older brother to do it. He would charge us 20 bucks. 20 bucks back 20 in, bucks. and that was oh, in yeah. 1947. So that's like, with inflation, that's like $180 probably. Pretty close. Whatever, so. I, I, should I have done it? Is the question no. that, no, I did the right thing? Alexi, what do you think? I mean, I think you did the right thing. Um, but like, if you did it, you definitely shouldn't say it on air. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when we were in high school, They uh, we, every high school has it, you know, the smoking section with the, the kids with the Etnies skateboard shoes hang out and play hacky sack. Uh, we were out there smoking cigarettes because that was the cool thing. This was pre-vaping. I'm aging myself. And uh, like the government, like the, the the county or the township came and tried to recruit different people from the smoking section. They would give them like a hundred and something bucks to go into a convenience store and try and buy cigarettes. And they sold them to them without ID. They then go in and find the company. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. They offered us a bunch of money to do it. And I was like, why are you asking the kids in the smoking section? <laughs> like we are the ones that needed those convenience stores. You know what I mean? Like we're not going to rat out the one place that sells us yeah. cigarettes without ID. Like it was a horrible idea. But like apparently they do that. They'll like enlist kids. And that came into my mind when this kid was like asking me to buy liquor. I'm like, is this a trap? You know, is he an undercover agent? <laughs> like he, looked, he, uh, he looks pretty legit. I was like 60 when they offered to let me do that. So I was like, no, I'm sorry, man, I can't do it. But I felt real bad because I was like, he just wants whatever, you know, a couple neutrals. <laughs> I'm assuming that kids are drinking neutrals or nude vodkas or whatever now, especially if they're vaping. They're all health conscious at 16 now. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's get different. A spritzer. Yeah, yeah. Our day it was like, give me some old English. Some cold me, 45. Some lemon gin or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just drink straight out of the bottle. <laughs> when you were a kid and you were trying to get booze, what was the strategy? Um, our big thing was get my buddy's older brother to do it. Right. We did have a friend who, uh, his dad owned like an insurance shop. Okay. Where they would make legit IDs and he would charge 75 bucks to go in after hours without his dad knowing. 
and make IDs for people. That's super legal. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Identity theft is a pretty serious charge, but I feel like every kid had a fake ID at one point. Ours was always just you is a friend's older brother or something like that and you, that just kind of looked like you. <laughs> and then you would just take their ID when they turned 19 and they would get a new license and you'd pay them 50 bucks for it or whatever. So at our like local liquor store, we didn't even need it because the lady who worked at the liquor store just thought my friend was his older brother. So like my friend's name's Webby. Okay. And his older brother was Troy, who was 19. And we'd walk into the liquor store and the lady there would be like, Troy, so nice to see you. Because they look so much alike. And uh, we would just get booze that way. Also, my dad would just buy his booze. <laughs> my dad did not care at all. Um, but I remember having a billion fake IDs to try and get into bars and stuff like that. The best one I ever had got cut up at a go-kart track. At a go-kart track. Yeah, yeah. We used to get drunk and go go-karting. That was our big thing when we were like, because you're 16. So we'd show up to this place. It was called Neb's Fun World. And it's like one of these like bowling alleys, arcade, bar, and then an indoor go-kart track. So we'd go there. We'd go to the bar. We'd get hammered. And then we'd go go-karting. And then we'd get kicked out for going backwards on the track. Like, <laughs> it's just a dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's heat real score dumb. right there. Of course you're yeah, going to yeah. get caught. So we go into the bar though, and the lady takes the ID and just like immediately grabs it and just cuts it in half. And I was like, ah, this is my ID. She's like, okay. Uh, and she was having none of it. She was one of those like, you know, those people that have worked in bars for 40 years and they've just seen all the tricks. So like yeah. just that type of lady. She was know. not taking any of her shit. I think she probably would have just sold us booze if we didn't try and use a fake ID. I think she was more frustrated with the lie. <laughs> that's the thing if you're honest with other people you know like law enforcement or whatever right they're probably gonna let you off the hook right instead of you just lying blatantly about things you ever have a fake id no never 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 i really? was i was a good girl goody two shoes <laughs> loser i had so many do you remember you could get like fake out of province ones made at like like novelty convenience shops i don't know if that was the thing around here there's this place in toronto you could go in they're like we'll make you a fake id and then they'd make you like a Quebec residence card with like your picture on it. And it said that you were old enough and they look super fake, but like everyone had one. And I remember we went to one bar and my buddy gave it to the bouncer and the bouncer just started speaking French back to him. <laughs> <laughs> and he could speak no French. And in my buddy's all ways, he's just like, qu'est-ce que c'est? Fuck off. That was his big response. And then we got kicked out of there. Yeah, I wonder why. Immediately. <laughs> I, I sold my idea at one point to my younger brother because he kind of looked like me at the time. So I was 19 and he was probably, I forget our age difference, 14 maybe at the time, 15? 14? 15? Yeah. Come on. Small town, man. We started young. So I sold him my old ID. Then he got a better one that looked more like him. So he took my ID and then sold it to somebody else. And then the one like bar in our town, I was sitting there one day drinking at the bar. I was dating the bartender. And then some kid that we didn't know came in and tried to use my ID to buy booze. And my girlfriend was just like, I'm dating this guy. <laughs> and he's sitting right there. <laughs> so what happened? Well, then she, she sold it to him anyways. Okay, right. Right. She was oh like, just God. a lie. Need the business, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, it's fine. Just like, don't lie. Especially when he's right there. Look around before he tries a fake ID, you know? Identity theft. It's not a joke. It's not. It's Don't not do a joke, it, kids. Uh, <laughs> so that made me feel old, though. That was the first time I've ever like been asked to boot liquor, and I was like, "God, I look 
like just blatantly old enough that just like if you just saw me sitting at a park like this kid did, you're like, oh, he's definitely old enough. And I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting ID'd, never mind getting asked to boot, you know? One time I got ID'd buying Arizona iced tea. Why? Well, I went into a convenience store and I just bought an Arizona iced tea and the guy was like, ID please. And I gave it to him and then he looked at it and then he gave it back and then I left. And as soon as I got outside, I was like, wait a minute. What did I, <laughs> what? Why, why did that happen? That doesn't have booze in it, right? No, no, no. no. I think he just like out of habit, like maybe, I don't know. He just asked maybe out of habit and I just out of habit just gave it to him and didn't realize (laughs) until I got out of there. I was like, wait, I was buying iced tea. I'd laugh if he was like, no, sorry, I can't sell this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ah, Underage, sorry. You can't handle this sugar. (laughs) Too much, too much. God, getting old. Uh, Thank you to everybody who's sending in emails. We're trying to answer as many as we can. Tylerandlynch at gmail.com. We are talking a couple episodes about bowling. Yep. uh, And how the commentary is amazing. If you you missed it, the ginger assassin hit a 7-10 split. It was very intense. Come on, kid, do it. Guaranteed rate. If you believe it, you can do it. Guaranteed rate. Believe you will. I believe the ginger assassin can drop the seven, ten. Oh man! Like I just came. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Need a change oh. of pants. I need some oxygen, some water. I like how guaranteed rate got the best ad read of all time. <laughs> Like, oh, the 710 brought to you by guaranteed rate. Like, he got so <laughs> into the area. Such a pro. Uh, but we got this email from Trevor. It just says, hey, boys, if you need, if you love bullying commentary, you need to check out dart commentary. When we went to the bar in university, we would get them to put darts on the TV and we'd get everybody in the pub into watching darts. And I kind of went down this wormhole yesterday. Darts commentary may be more intense it's than great. bowling commentary. Uh, you've watched a lot of darts. What do you I mean? Have. It's great. You already knew I this. I have. I've watched a lot of darts, and actually, that was one thing that I would like to do: is go overseas to the UK to one of those massive dart tournaments. Have you ever watched any of these, Lexi? No. There's like huge crowds, and like it's all like in a giant beer hall, and they all have like steins of beer. Everyone's what? just getting wasted. The and crowd they're all goes dressed up, crazy. Stuff, like- yeah, yeah. It looks so fun. Uh, and there's like two fun. different types. There's like the referee of the game who he announces like 180. And everybody's got the signs like up. When they hit the 180 and that's real intense. But then the commentators, just like bowling, get way into it. This is the first clip I found. Coming down in nine daughter style first pop. Treble 19. Double 12. <laughs> Greatest sport in history. Two nine daughters and one night from Phil Taylor. Tell your grandchildren about that. Tell your grandchildren about that. <laughs> Listen to that crowd, though. I know the crowd sounds intense. I like my favorite. I think, and you'll hear this next one too. Like, I think my favorite part about the dark commentary is when they're just talking. They're being real quiet. It's almost like golf-like. Like they don't want to throw off. 
their their mojo or whatever. I don't know. Their mojo. Who uses the word mojo? That was a bad pick. They don't want to like throw, throw off their, their concentration. concentration. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're real like quiet. Like he needs a double twelve. He needs a double twenty. And then when they hit it, they just lose their minds, which is something that golf needs. Like when someone sinks a putt, that commentator should be like losing it. You know what I mean? But golf commentators stay quiet. The darts commentators they go right up. But also because of their accents, like they're all from the UK and Ireland. Because of their accents, they get to this point where you can't understand a word they're saying when they're excited. You know, like when they're quiet, you're like, I perfectly understand what you're saying. Soon as they get any sort of excitement in their voice, it's like, what the hell is this guy talking about? You know, I'm ready to go. Come on, Van Gerwen. Oh, he's in for treble 19. Go on, Van Gerwen. Yes! I got out of the end of that clip. Like, yeah. I have no yeah. idea what was going like, on in that middle chunk. In Newfoundland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even remotely follow along. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like numbers, nonsense, and then like an exasperated like, oh, that's amazing <laughs> when they're out of breath at the end. So big thank you to Trevor for that email. Darts commentary. That's a fun wormhole to go it down. It is. I've had nothing but time. Like when we originally got fired, it got like super busy. Yeah. And we were like setting this up here and trying to get stuff rolling. And I was like, God, like, I'm so busy. I'm getting to that point of being fired where like, I just got nothing to do. Like <laughs> I'm trying to keep busy, but just some days there's just nothing to do. So I went down the darts wormhole. That okay. was a big one. Yeah. I've also watched four documentaries in the last two days. Four? Four. In two days. <laughs> yeah. One of them was like a TV show series, okay. like just one episode of it. So I don't think that really counts. We're going to get to that one. But I watched like three full-fledged documentaries on Netflix. One was called, first off, I don't know what this says about me, but I I watched one on murder. Okay. One on rock climbing. And then one on Rubik's Cubing. Rubik's Cube? <laughs> Speed has Rubik's Cubers? Have you watched Speed Rubik's Cubers? No, I have yeah. not. Very intense. We're going to get into that. But out of those three, two of them made me cry. The Rubik's Cube one? And the rock climbing one, but not the murder? So you actually cried? <laughs> I was like, what is wrong Rubik's with Cube? me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, but not during the murder one. The murder one, I was totally fine. I was like, I'm just like, it was just this true crime. It was called, uh, Why Did You Kill Me? It's like a new Netflix one. Oh, I've seen that it's, one on there. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, though. it's super good. Uh, but I didn't cry during that one. But then the Dawn Wall, the rock climbing one, uh, I cried during that when they made it to the top. I was like, this is like they chased this train for so long. <laughs> and then the Rubik's Cube one, it sounds so dumb. It's called it Speed does. Cubers. And I highly recommend it. It's a 40-minute watch and it's super emotional. Because you go into it and I was like, oh, I'm just going to learn about this like dumb hobby that these people have. And whatever, I find that interesting. But then it's this whole story about like the world's best Rubik's Cuber who's named Felix from Australia. Okay. And then how there's this up and coming young Rubik's Cuber named Max and he's from the States. But Max has like pretty bad, uh, I don't know if bad's the right word, but like pretty severe autism. And he, this autistic kid has always looked up to Felix and then they like go to the competition and they start working together and Felix becomes like his biggest supporter. And this guy ends up, the autistic kid ends up beating all of Felix records. Really? But like, <laughs> he's all right with it. And Felix is like pretty, pretty, or uh, Max, sorry, is like pretty slow. So like their interactions are just so adorable. And like Aww. anytime he beats a new record, like Felix calls him 
and like, hey man, like I heard you beat my record. Congratulations. And Mac is like, that's awesome. I love that Felix. support. I love- it's so, it's so, Aww. I know. And then I was just like, I went into it thinking it was just going to be a dumb watch. And I was sobbing by the end of it. I was like, this is so adorable. <laughs> See, I don't know if I'd be able to watch that. Why? Because I can't do a Rubik's Cube for the life of me. It's insane. They can do it in like five seconds. That's the thing. Yeah. With their like eyes closed in one yeah. hand. Like yeah. it's. It's nuts. It's like, how? I don't the, get it. The world championships are pretty big. Like, they have a big audience. I tried to like find- Like, as big as darts, though? Not quite as big as darts, but, like, the, the auditorium that they're in, I bet you, is similar size. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's a lot of family. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a lot of, like, young kids. The whole documentary is basically, like, Rubik's Cubing is great until you're an adult, and then you have to pay rent. So, like, everyone who's in these <laughs> world championships are, like- 14 to 19. But I like, would imagine they make some pretty sick coin if you're up in that kind of tier of Rubik's cubing. I don't. Look at Forrest so. Gump. Look I, how much money he made off of using the ping pong paddles. Yeah, yeah, ping pong, though. Even that's bigger than Rubik's cubing. I don't know. They have like all sorts of different ones. There's like the seven by seven, the three by three. And they have these like things on the table to time it. So it's like you have your hands on this thing. And then they say, go. And then as soon as you lift your hands off, the timer starts and you solve the cube and then you got to put your hands back on it. And they can do that whole thing in like five seconds. blindfolded. crazy. Wow. That's talent right there. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of autistic Netflix shows, another one that got to me was Dating on the Spectrum. (gasps) It's so good. It's so amazing. (laughs) Have you watched Dating on the Spectrum? Oh, my God. Another adorable show where it's just... Is it a reality show or what is it? Yeah, and it's following like adult autistic people who are trying to get into a relationship. And a lot of them have like different severity of uh, like where they're on the spectrum. And some of them are, you know, more intense than others. Um, And it's just following them trying to like... It's a dating show except with autistic people. And it's like pretty adorable. Also pretty hilarious at times because they just don't have that social filter. So mm-hmm. they just like, just say it how it is on the date. Like they'll just be on the date and they're like, this, this is bad. They just don't care. Like it honestly looks like a smooth, easy way of dating. They're very upfront and honest with each other. Yeah. But that show is adorable too. It is. Yeah. I, I like it. that. That's yeah. good. What other, what other shows did you watch? Well, this is the one that caught my attention the most was there's a show called Rotten. And they have different episodes and it's just like different like food industry documentaries. And I watched the one called The Avocado War, which is just like fascinating how like the cartel in Mexico really controls the avocado trade and how like big of an industry it is for them. Like when you think cartel, you think drugs, cocaine, you know, marijuana, but marijuana, that's feels weird to say marijuana, uh, but not avocados, but they're doing like crazy stuff in the avocado world. And I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but like they like kidnapping and like heist, like it's intense. Over avocados? Yeah. Cause they're worth so much money in Mexico as like such a like hold on the world's avocado market. Like it's worth a lot and they grow better there than like anywhere else. It starts off explaining how they're in like California and how there's certain areas in the hills where you can grow avocados. But basically, they couldn't keep up with the demand of the world because there's only certain areas in California where they'll grow, whereas Mexico is like prime. But all that aside, the thing that like caught my attention the most was the 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 meaning of avocado. Okay. And the like former nickname back in like, I think it was the 60s, the, the public had this nickname for avocados. And then the avocado lobby, which is a real thing, fought against that like public image because they didn't think it was a good uh, image for the fruit. 
Okay. And also they went through like a phase in the eighties where like they thought that because it was oily, that it was a fattening thing. Uh, so they put out all these like crazy commercials, like in the eighties where it was like Jane Fonda esque ladies, like in like speedos. And it just like comes up their body. It's very sexual <laughs> and it like oh comes up God. their body and they're like, I get this body eating avocados. Like, like the commercials so really change the image. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Okay. But here, right. here's a, I saved a clip from it. Uh, for two reasons. One, the avocado nickname. Two, the avocado meaning, okay? Farmers detested the common nickname alligator pear. <laughs> avocado Jesus. is derived from aguacato, the Aztec word for testicle. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so they used to be called alligator pears, which is a great name. I love it. When you it. think about it, though, the skin is very alligator -y. Yeah. It yeah. looks like an alligator pear. I'm calling them alligator. I'm bringing it back, okay? <laughs> the avocado lobby can't stop this. Uh, alligator pear is the new name. But avocado means testicle. <laughs> it kind of does look like a better? Yes. <laughs> How is that better? No, it's not. You know, like you're like, oh, they can't call them. We're not going to call them alligator pears. That's crazy. Call them testicles, okay? That's what they are. <laughs> it looks like a bag, but it's like a Lance Armstrong one because it's only got one pit inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got a Livestrong strap around it. <laughs> Injected with steroids. Uh, lied to everybody. Revealed it to Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so next time you're out looking for some, some hipster stuff, uh, some hipster toast, testicles on toast. That's alligator pears. I like that. Yeah. I like testicles on toes. Have you ever had, Neither of you look like you're into testicles have, on toes. Have toe. you ever had prairie oysters? Yes. Have you? What's what is that? You don't know what prairie oysters are? I don't I don't know. What is that? Bull testicles. Oh. They deep fry them. They're and they're juicy. not great. Oh, they're never. Juicy. Really? Yep. I've never had that. You give it a try. Look like you're making Alexi very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I'm just throwing it. You started talking about testicles. I did not. The documentary did. I just continued the conversation. I call them alligator pears. <laughs> just saying. Prairie oysters. The whole like, shot. cartel stuff in Mexico, though. Like, it is pretty crazy. Like, I've spent a lot of time in Mexico. I used to go to Mexico, like, every year up until the pandemic. Uh, and I remember one trip we went on. We were in Mazatlan. And right outside the resort, this guy, Jesus, genius. He's a friend of mine on Facebook. You chat. Okay. Uh, he, right outside the resort on the sidewalk, knowing that so many Canadians would go to this resort, he set up a Caesar stand where he would actually get Clamato shipped in from Canada. So you could get like a Caesar like we have here rather than everywhere else in Mexico. You kind of get Bloody Marys like yeah, in the like States. Juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would get Clamato shipped in and then he just had this Caesar stand for Canadians a genius business model and he'd make like big ones and so smart. Nice. And Good it's just him. this kind of like stand on the sidewalk and we were on a big group trip. There was like, I think 30 of us, maybe 40 of us on this trip and we'd all go there for Caesars in the morning and then Jesus was like a cool guy so we would go back at night and like we went on the first night and we just kind of like overtook this chunk of the sidewalk and Jesus just let us have full run and like he went to the liquor store and he was just buying cases of beer to then sell to us because not you don't want to drink Caesars all night. Uh, and it was fun. And he would let us like behind the bar to mix drinks and like pick the music. And we just had this like kind of sidewalk party on the go. And it was a blast. So we went back to do it the next night and it was probably like 930. And then all of a sudden, like all these like 
like federale, like their police show up in like full like SWAT uniforms with like AKs what? and like what? intent and shut down the party on the sidewalk. And we were like, what are we like? What are we doing wrong? You know? So I'm talking to Jesus. I'm like, what's the deal with this? He's like, well, I'm one of the only bars in town that doesn't pay the cartel for protection. And because I refuse to pay the cartel, uh, they're in cahoots with the government and the police and they shut down everyone that doesn't pay the cartel. So that way the tourists have to go drink at the bars where the cartel will then make money off them. Whoa. Really? Yeah. So they like, he was like trying to take a stance. I hope he's, I should probably Facebook message him, make sure he's doing all right. But yeah. he was trying to take this stance against the cartel. And, uh, yeah, the, like police would come and shut it down. He wasn't That's allowed crazy. to make money because he wasn't paying the cartel any money. Did you ask him, like, what do you have to pay the cartel? Did he didn't tell me the number. He said it was a protection fee is what they called it, which is like the same thing they do with like the mobs yeah, in yeah. like big cities and stuff. So, um, yeah, that was like one cartel story. I also got robbed in Mexico. And I don't think that was cartel related. I think that was just... Just you getting robbed. Yeah, me being an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I went to Mexico by myself, which I've gone to Mexico by myself twice. And one of the times I ran into Lynch and I had no idea he was there. What? Yeah, we were both on vacation and I had like stand up on the Saturday night and we were off for like the full week after. So I didn't have anything planned because it was actually my first weekend like featuring at a club and I was very excited about it. But I did the last show, got home at like probably one thirty-two in the morning and I was like, God, what am I going to do all week? So then I just booked a trip to Mexico that left the next day at 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> like, very last minute. And then I, Lynch was in Mexico. I knew that, but I didn't know what part. And I'm just walking down the street in Puerto Vallarta. And all I hear is, Tyler? Tyler? Hey, is that you? Hey, come hey, on, Tyler. Tyler. And I was like, that sounds like Lynch. And I look around and Lynch is at Senior <laughs> and then, Frogs. And then he's like, <laughs> all right, see ya, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you're the last person I want to see right now. I came here to get away from you for a week. This is astonishing that we ran into each other. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, but I was there, same trip. And I was at this like bar in town. And like I have some pretty good like travel sense, I think, like how to be safe. Like when I go out, I always keep money in like different pockets and like some in my shoes and like stuff like that. Just in case you get pickpocketed, you don't have nothing on you, like little things like that. And I know that, especially in Mexico, you should be careful, like going out of the tourist areas to a certain extent, because it does get a little rough. Yeah. Um, and I was just kind of outside the tourist area in a, like a bar where like Canadians and Americans who have moved to Puerto Vallarta would hang out at. So not quite tourist, but not Mexican. Um, and I'm there and I got real drunk and then the sun started to set and it looked beautiful. And I walked down this like weird alley to the beach because I knew the beach was down there. And I was just on the beach smoking a cigar, watching the sunset, real drunk by myself. And uh, these two guys come up to me and they're like, hey, they're dressed as cops. And they're like, hey, do you know it's illegal to smoke on the beach? And I was like, <laughs> in Mexico? In Mexico? <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> like, like, you can smoke in the airport. Okay, your country's an ashtray. Like, like you can smoke wherever the hell you want in Mexico. So I was like, okay, like, sorry, like I'll put it out. And they're like, no, we're going to have to like arrest you and take you down to the station. And at this point I'm like looking at them and I'm like, these are not real cops. Okay. Like they don't, they look like Halloween costumes. Like they don't, they're definitely not real police uniforms and they don't look like cops. Like one guy was this like short stubby guy who had like a children's cop costume on the buttons are all like popping at the front. He, like he looked like a garden gnome. It was like a garden gnome <laughs> okay. met a pinata. Like, and, and then the other guy was like, 
in like, once again, a children's police uniform for Halloween, but he's like jacked and huge. Like he looks like, like, like a, it looked like he was like a Chippendales dancer. Like, like, like he was like this sexy guy. Flex a peck and yeah, one of the yeah. buttons are going to fly off. And they just look like the worst like buddy cop movie of all time. Like just the two of them. And they were on like children's bicycles. Like it was like, <laughs> like just a CCM bike. And I was like, that's not like he didn't, that's don't, not a cop bike. Don't like, the like, police there travel around in like pickup trucks? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is definitely not legit. So they're like, we're going to arrest you. We're going to take you down to the station. They started like grabbing me and I was like, oh shit. So then, and then they pulled out handcuffs and I was like, I'm definitely not letting these two random men handcuff me on the beach. That is a bad idea. So I like just remembered what I've been told, which is like, you could pay off anybody in Mexico. Basically. I was like, I'll give you whatever's in my pocket. If you just leave me alone. And they're like, okay. Uh, and then I was in this awkward situation where I had spread out my money and I knew that in one pocket was like 400 bucks and my credit card just in like $100 bills. And the other one was my room key and probably like 50, 60 bucks, just my like drinking money. What are you carrying 400 bucks around with? Because you? I don't trust anyone to keep it on me at all times. Jesus. Okay. So I'm playing this game of like pocket roulette. I'm like, pick the right pocket. Come on, come on, come on. And then I pull it out and I pulled out the 400 bucks and my credit card. I was like, <laughs> God damn it. No. Wrong <laughs> pocket. <laughs> But they were thrilled, so they yeah, got my no credit shit. card and four hundred dollars, and then they left me alone. They just they just took off, and that was kind on their of the, bikes on their little bikes and the little guarded gnome. Just like you know, when someone has to, their bike's too small, and they have to really like wide yeah, you spread push your their legs right out. He looks like the 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 guy from Saw riding the tricycle. Like the knees are just up in his face. Um, so they just took off like that, and then I went back to the bar, used the Wi Fi, canceled my credit card, so that wasn't a big deal, and then. Luckily, I had the 60 bucks on me to get back to the resort and some more money in my shoe that smelled real bad for the rest of the chip trip. And that was the time I got robbed in Mexico. Jeez. Oh, my God. I've never I love that place, though. Like, don't let this deter you from going to Mexico. No, Mexico is great. Sayulita. Have you ever been to Sayulita or Mexico anywhere? No, There's no, this, like, surf there. village called Sayulita, which is, uh, like, kind of like the hippie village of Mexico. And it's, like, a couple hours north of Puerto Vallarta. It might be one of my favorite places on the whole planet. Like, oh. they have the hippie market there, they call it. And it's a place in Mexico where you can feel pretty safe with weed. Like, because it is very illegal. Yeah. And it's a lot of like just drifters from all over North America that have moved there to like surf because it has great surfing. But then they opened up yoga shops and like, like real, uh, yeah, (laughs) like artisan bread shops. And like, it's delicious. It's some of the best food I had in my life, but it's an interesting town. I love it there. That was the place where I saw a whale, which was the first time I ever saw a whale, which was amazing. I was just walking down the beach and there's this guy renting jet skis. And I was like, I'll take one. How much for an hour? And he was like, 40 bucks, 50 if you want the special. And I was like, what's the special? And he pulled out a pre-rolled joint in a waterproof bag with matches and everything like you would need. And the idea was he would sell you the joint and the jet ski for 50 bucks. And then you go out into the ocean and smoke a joint. I'm like, this is a genius business model. You know, like this guy (laughs) should be the president. Like that is the smartest thing I've ever heard. So of course I took it. And then he told me around, there's like a language barrier. And he's like, go around the corner for the show. And he just kept saying, going around the corner for the show. And I thought he meant like, go smoke this where we're not both going to get arrested. Like yeah. go where you're alone. So I go to this bay where there's no one around and I light up this joint. And then a whale breached like <laughs> scary close to me. Like, from, like how far? Like it was, it was COVID socially distanced. It was about, it was probably nine feet away. It was probably where Alexi is. No Jesus, way. Jesus, nine feet? Yeah, 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 10 feet. It was 
terrifying, like way too close for comfort. Like you think you're going to see a whale and you're like, oh, this is amazing. But like when you don't know you're going whale watching and then you're high on a jet ski (laughs) and it just pops up beside you. Terrifying. I was shitting my pants. I was so scared. It was way too close. Are you sure that he didn't just sell you the special joint that was laced with something? Yeah, I got PCP for 10 bucks. You're going to get wet, bro. You're going to get wet. (laughs) But no, it was legit. And like, I don't know, the next, like a couple more breached, but they were like farther away. And by that point, I had like kind of calmed down a little bit. And I just kind of sat there smoking this joint, watching these whales on a jet ski. I'm like, this is the best place on the planet. Like, this is amazing. What a day. This is the best day of my life. I started crying. I'm a big crier. That's coming yeah, out I, in this episode. I, I it's that real emotional. You. You, you ever see something so like big and majestic, so close? You're like, it's overwhelming. You're like, you feel bad for every straw you've ever used in your life. You're like, oh, I'll never Did use you, a straw again. Like you throw the bag out in the water yeah. after you're done with the joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I have no pockets in my swimsuit. You know? That's crazy. Mexico is good times. That would have been nuts, God, man. I want to travel. Traveling? Oh, I miss traveling. Yes. I've had some run and so with traveling. Yeah, you've had some bad luck. Yeah. Lynch got his butt searched at an airport one time. Really? Yeah, don't sound so excited because it's not that fun. All right. I was coming home from the Cayman Islands. And Which, uh, let's just talk about you living in the Cayman Islands. For yeah, I lived bit. in the Cayman Islands for a bit. Um, worked as a uh, scuba diver instructor. With um, no scuba diving experience. Bob Sotos. <laughs> really? Yeah. Shout out to Bob Sotos. Bob um, met Lynch at a bar. No, it's not Bob. Bob Sotos is the actual company. Oh. But I met a dude who was like doing hiring at uh, at Bob Sotos for a scuba diver instructor. And it was like one of our last days that we had, were there before we had to go home. And I'm sitting at this bar and this guy comes up and he's like, Hey man, how you doing? I'm like, good, good. And he just asked what I was doing down there. And I'm like, yeah, we're just looking for work and that got to go back home here in a couple of days. He's like, well, what have you done here so far? I'm like, well, I'm just kind of applying everywhere. And he asked if I had ever done scuba diving before. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, actually I have. Cause we have friends who live on Vancouver Island. We used to go scuba diving with them like every summer. And so I told him that story. And his first question to me was, are you American? And I was like, no, I'm Canadian. He's like, oh, good, because I wouldn't even offer this to you if you're American because they're <laughs> assholes. And I was like, okay, all right. And he offered me a job to, uh, to become a scuba diver instructor, like oh, an assistant scuba diver instructor with him. And I was like, dope. So, yeah, I ended up doing that for a while. That's not how I want the scuba diving instructor hiring process to go. I had to go like, through all I, that, like, that doesn't steps. make me want to. Yeah, I know, but it's just like, oh. Yeah, sure. We'll hire you because you're also drunk at this bar. Like that was that conversation. You're here. So here's the job. Like that's terrifying. It was fun, man. You meet a lot of dumb people. I don't know if I could scuba dive. I really don't like. Are you claustrophobic? A little bit, but like I've never really tested it. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's not like I've well, ever underwater's been in a, super a good spot to test space. it out. <laughs> right. I've done snorkeling. I love that. Yeah, it's way I, different. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could do the scuba diving. Thing. It's super fun, man. But you do meet a lot of dumb people. Right. I had this, uh, this lady came on the boat with us. She brought a bunch of jars with her. <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell's with these jars? And the guy on the boat with me was She's like canning peaches. He was like, you got to ask her about these frigging jars, man. <laughs> so I went and asked her, I'm like, so what's with the, the jars here? You have four different jars and the Cayman islands, uh, the ocean, when it gets deeper, it gets darker and darker, but like the Isn't ocean, that all oceans. Yeah. But the color of it is really turquoise. Okay. And then it gets really black because <sighs> there's a wall that drops about two miles down. Jeez. 
Jeez. And the ocean this, is terrifying. It's, it is. It's crazy. Doing a night dive on the wall. Nope. Was intense. Yeah. But this uh, lady asked her, I'm like, what's with the uh, jars? And she's like, well, I want to collect all the different colors of the ocean and bring them back home with me. And I started laughing at her. And I'm like, that's not the way it works. And she's like, that's the way it works. And I'm like, okay. So we made a point of going out to the wall. So she got like the black ocean water and all the other colors. And then she was pissed off at us because she thought that we had something to do with the fact that the colors were not different in the jars and they were all the same. What? Yeah. Yeah. We also had people too who thought that they could swim underneath the island because it's an island. Oh my God. It's like, holy Christ. It's scary when Lynch isn't the dumbest one on the boat. <laughs> That's once again, I'm not going to see with any of you. <laughs> but when I had to leave the Caymans, when I got kicked off because of it, was, I didn't do anything wrong. It was just visa issues. Mm-hmm. So I ended up coming back to Manitoba where I was living at the time, but I got into Miami airport and they screened me right away to a room and made me get undressed <laughs> and then did the whole check-in and finger right there in Miami airport. The most violated I've ever felt in my life. It was horrible. And then he liked it. No, I did not like it. You liked it. And that's not the first time this happened either. I also had that happen to me in LA at LAX. Lynch has horrible like travel. I've gotten like really sick when I was in Ecuador. I was quarantined for 24 hours in Atlanta because the swine flu was going around at the time. They thought I had the swine flu. Which that was brutal. Um, in LAX, I you know how they when when they when you get uh, and show your passport and your ticket and all that stuff and then they wipe your hands with that little thing put in the machine. Well, that showed up with explosives on my hand. <laughs> what? So they instantly shut the line down behind me. This guy who's like military comes down with this like mass machine gun and they put me into a room where I get strip searched again because I had explosives and then they questioned me big time as to where I was and everything that I had been doing in, in LA. I was just in LA to go see a concert for work, for work. And I was just like, what the hell's going on? And for they're work. like, yeah. his works ISIS. <laughs> and that was another time I got checked fully in the nude. Did they do the butt? They didn't search? do the butt check then. No, no, no explosives in there, different type. Miami, <laughs> I got, I got full searched, cavity oh. searched and everything. That was not fun. And oh, Lynch has gone back to Miami every year since. <laughs> For the sweet it memes. is a party. <laughs> so I don't think you want travel to come back. That's what I'm getting from this. So like you don't, you need to just stay here. Airports and yeah. me, they're just not <laughs> yeah. good, right? The worst yeah. luck in the in the whole time I've known you. You've had I don't know. We go on vacation once or twice a year from the show, and you've had a horrible vacation every like two. You've had two good ones, maybe two good ones in my life. I think, yeah. Out of like a lot. Yeah. And the rest of them, he comes back and he's like, I was sick the whole time. There was garbage in the room. You went to Mexico at some horrible resort and like they didn't have sheets on the bed. Yeah. And for the entire time. And without sheets on it for like three or four days before they brought any sheets to us. No way. Just this horrendous, disgusting resort. The pictures were horrible. There was like garbage on every balcony of every room. That's where they would store garbage. Yeah. And then I was like, who booked it? And you're like, my friend. Doopy. Doopy. And I was like, well, that's your fucking problem. Okay. (laughs) Don't trust your travel with a guy named Doopy. Okay. (laughs) What are you doing? That's on you. 
Oh, yeah. I've had a machine gun pulled on me. What? For, yeah. What was that one? That was, where was it? Putin Can- Putin Canada? I was the there. Dominican? Yeah, in Dominican Republic. And so we're down there and um, the, our room wasn't the right room that we had. So they're going to switch us rooms. And my girlfriend at the time went into this other room that we we're supposed to be going to. And I had to carry all the stuff. And I couldn't get in the door. My hands were full. Instead of putting it down, I just kicked the door. And this guy comes out with a machine gun <gasps> and he points it at me and he starts yelling at me in, in Spanish or whatever. I'm like, I don't know why I do what you're saying. You got a gun on me. <laughs> like, I'm, this is where I'm staying. I'm staying in here. And finally she opened the door and went in. But yeah, the guy had a gun like right up to me. They're everywhere like, in Dominican Holy now. Holy Christ. What? Yeah. I remember, I remember <laughs> we went to Dominican when I was young and they lost our luggage. And I was probably like 13, but I was like pretty chubby before I hit puberty. So I was like sh- little chubster, but like pretty tall still. And they lost their luggage. And I don't know if you know this, but like Dominican people, a lot smaller than us. Oh, yeah. So I, for the whole week, had no clothes and had to try and like shop at Dominican markets. And I'm just like running around in like crop top kids Adidas clothes, like just <laughs> oh, like no. ultimate baby gap look, like just pudge rolling. Out. It was the worst. And then we went and uh, we went on this like tour into Haiti. Uh, and this was like pre hurricane was, was it earthquake? earthquake or hurricane the earthquake earthquake it was pre that so it's still a very poor country then um but we went and they took us through like the different sugar fields and whatever but they believe in like voodoo i believe they probably call it something else but they're like pretty into like magic so they took us into like the voodoo house where like this one village has this old lady who's in charge of all the voodoo and we got to go in and i like just took one look at her and started crying like not because I was emotional, but because I was so terrified. Like, it was the most scary-looking lady. Really? Yeah, it was a really bad trip. My dad also took me to a cockfight. <laughs> like, because my dad loves to party, apparently. Yeah, yeah, So we go to this cockfight, and they, like, they blow rum up the ass of the chicken with a straw to, like, get it angry. And then they put knives on its talons, and then they fight each other to the death, and people bet on it. It is a messed-up situation. I am not a cockfighting supporter. I just like to put that out there. But my dad took me to it because good parenting. Like, what a horrible idea. So did your dad idea. win money, though? That's the thing. I I don't know if he was gambling or he just wanted to see it or show me. I don't know. All I know is my shoes were still light up. Okay? <laughs> and if your shoes are light up, you're too young to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, were there other kids there? Yeah. No, no, no. It's a bunch of, like, Haitian men gambling and getting drunk. And then just us for some reason. It was a really bad idea. Oh my but, God. How did he find out about this? Concierge? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, you know what you need qu- to do is take I don't your ask son. Questions. He found out about it because he likes to party. Okay. That's how he knows. He knows the spots. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Um, we did it. Or you did it. You watched Twilight. I, it is time. I did. For another Lynch review. I did. I watched Twilight. The um, they say it's a hit film from 2008. Are you ready to give us your breakdown? Ellie emailed it in as the suggestion. We decided, Alexi, you decided Twilight was the one, and uh, you spent your birthday watching yeah. Twilight. So I spent my birthday, which, by the way, it was a beautiful day outside, <laughs> and I would have loved to have been outdoors doing something fun, but no. Instead, I was writing a review and watching Twilight. Hard worker, love that. God. So what did you think about Twilight? So Twilight to me was, I don't know. It was a little, little off to me. And the weird thing that I found out about this is Bella, who's like the main character in this movie. 
She moves to this like shithole town from Arizona. Right. And as soon as it starts up, I'm like, okay, all right, this is kind of messed up because this town that she moves to is in the Pacific Northwest and Port Angeles, which they mentioned it in the film, is not that far from where we live here in Vancouver. Okay. So it's just across the state line. And the one thing I noticed already is that I pinned her off as a vampire. Nobody moves from Arizona where it's sunny all the time to wherever else in the world without a tan. <laughs> yeah. She is so damn pale. That's a good point. And I knew yeah. that it was a vampire movie going in. Right. I didn't know exactly what happened, but just watching right away, I'm like, she's a vampire. She's right. got to be a vampire. Look at how she's pale so she is. She's so pasty and she's moving away from the sun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, checks out. And for somebody who, like, who's moved around a lot as a kid, Bella obviously has not moved around a lot because she thought instantly that she should be having friends. She found it kind of difficult to meet friends. <sighs> so you know what, Bella, take a step back a little bit because you just don't instantly get friends. You have to make them. It takes a while. I moved to the small town of Boisvane, Manitoba at the end of grade eight from Brandon. And the whole summer I had no friends. I played basketball by myself. I skateboarded by myself. I got beaten up without anybody yet my back by myself. That's how you move, Bella. You got beat up by yourself. <laughs> I got beat up. I had no backup. You had no backup. I, had I get no what you're saying. no backup at all. It's just me. But um, you made it sound like you beat yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, just, I want to be cool. He's just hitting his head off the brick wall. Oh, God, again. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> and that Edward guy, he reminds me of like an emo Harry Styles. Okay, like, like, I could see that in his like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, and how do you? He was not, like a heartthrob when that came out. Like, he was huge. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. Robert Pat, pa is it Pattinson or Pattinson? I, I guess Pattinson. What, yeah, I don't know. Either way, real heartthrob, and also gets a lot of flack for being part of Twilight. But like, he went on to do a bunch of great movies. Like, what else is that guy in? I can't, I can't give you names. I could just tell you that he, he really went the like artistic route. Like, yeah. he could have like done these like major franchises after that, and he kind of just seems to do movies that he thinks is cool. So, really, yeah. a lot of respect for him. He's in Harry Potter too. Yes, he what? was. Yeah, in like not the, the first one. Yeah, the no, the third Goblet of No, not Goblet of Fire. Uh, the one with the big tournament, the Wizarding tournament. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that he was in that. Yeah. So it, huh. it's before Twilight. Okay. All right. It's all coming together. For <laughs> well, me. how the hell does this town not realize that Edward's a vampire? <laughs> like for real. Like he's got all the signs. He's pale. His eyes change color. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just disappears out of town for days at a time. He's got superhuman strength. He stopped that sweet ass minivan from hitting Bella with one arm. Nobody does that. He blames it on adrenaline. Bullshit. Yeah. Come on. Give me a break. And the other thing, too, is how does it? His dad, who's a doctor, looks like he's 20 years old. How do you not realize he's a vampire, too? They're all so damn pale. Like, I get it. The Pacific Northwest, they get like months and months and months and months of rain straight. But nobody We're is that pale. No, we're in the Pacific. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay. we're pale, but not that pale. <laughs> yeah, come on. I don't know. Like his <laughs> dad for yourself. looks like he's 20 years old and just put the two and two together. All right. Vampires, they don't age. All right. Edward's been 17 since like the early 1900s or whatever the hell he said. <laughs> How are you still going to school? How's the? That's a good point. Why didn't he graduate sooner? That I, I grew up with some dumb people and guys who were like in their 20s when they were graduating school. Like, that's how dumb some of the people in my small town were. But like, how do you not notice that these people don't age and he's still in 
in high school at 17. His dad looks like he's 20 years old. He's the town doctor. And if you notice as well, did you look at the hospital? Every hospital room has got a mirror in it. But this hospital doesn't have any mirrors in it. Why? Because they want to mask the fact that they're friggin' vampires. All right? My God. The one guy I did like, though, was Jacob. The werewolf. He's a werewolf? He's a werewolf? Is that not in the first movie? Yeah, yeah he is. He doesn't he say he's a werewolf. See, he's part did of you a- watch the movie? I'm pretty yeah, sure they cover yeah. up that he's a werewolf in the first movie. I don't know, man, because there was no werewolf activity. Not in the first Alexi. movie, man. It was all about the vampires. And then there was the, the group of other bad vampires that wanted to fight the other ones because they were like protecting Bella and all that crap. I, I like Jacob. I oh. think Jacob, he's got a bit of a personality. Oh, he knows how to drive three on the tree. He sold that truck of his to Bella. You know, he seems like he comes from a nice family. I didn't know he's a, what is he, a werewolf? I thought that was in the first there one. There were no werewolves in the okay, first well, one. Okay, well, then I spoiled it for you. I'm sorry. But Jacob is a werewolf. Can we also talk about <laughs> these people who died in the movie? Okay. And they're just randos. One guy worked at a dam. Other guy, I don't know, is friends with Bella's dad, who's a cop or whatever. But they all blamed him on animal attacks. They yeah. blamed these things. And they didn't, they didn't really go ahead and do anything. But, you know, we've had animal attacks up here. Right. And they're usually bear or cougar attacks. And people know exactly which animal it is that gets attacked and perhaps sometimes kills these people. Right. But like, they had no idea what kind of animal this was that killed them. They were just like flabbergasted. Oh my God, it was an animal attack. Killed this person. Set goddamn traps out. Yeah. That's what normal places would do. They would set traps out to catch these animals that are killing people. And this town didn't do shit. Right. Like, I don't know what the number is, but if, if a small town had 10 people murdered by an animal randomly in a year, that would be a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And there was was no lynch mob going out there to find these animals or anything like that. They were just like, oh, it's an animal attack. And they just left it at that. (laughs) Come on. Good point. It's a good point. And yeah, that, that's the thing. Did you know as well that the dad vampire in real life was married to Jenny Garth. I don't know who Jenny Garth is. She's the girl from 9210. Oh. I actually went golfing with her newly remarried husband. Oh, cool. So <laughs> just a little fun fact for you. <laughs> Found that one out yesterday. Yeah, interesting. But I didn't know that there's no werewolf activity in this one. No. It was I, all just vampire stuff. Well, then you're going to have to watch the next one. How many of them are there, please? It's four. There's four of these movies? Because this one is boring. Are they all movies? I know there's the books. I think there's the four movies, too. I think they made I a think movie so as for well. every book. I didn't read the book. I don't read books. But, yeah, this movie, to I me, read was like a two and a half out of five on the vampire scale. Two and a half out of five. Yeah. There was now, nothing really exciting that happened, man. It was just like, oh, my God, I love you so much, Edward. I love you. Why do you hate me? And that was basically the first half of the damn movie until they started fighting the evil vampires. You know, what I know about Twilight is that it was actually filmed here in Vancouver or in the lower mainland. Uh, I could see that. Which means that Lynch doesn't support local. So let's spread that message. Just put that out there. Lynch doesn't support local. If you're a local company, Lynch hates you. If you have a product that is made here in Canada and you're looking for support, this is not the podcast. Lynch what are you does not about? support local. Oh, I, what's this? Oh, a local made hand towel. How nice. Lynch is going to wipe his ass with it. Okay. That's how he <laughs> feels about local products. 
That's a little bit aggressive. No, that's the uh, Lynch doesn't support locals. Spread that rumor. Uh, let's get the hashtag going. Dude, I'm wearing so many Vancouver things right now. I have sacks on. I have vesties on. I have my doers on. They're all local. Yeah, and he hates all of them. You hear that? Vessies, doer, sacks. Lynch hates No free you. ads, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No free ads. <laughs> There's a bunch of questions, though, that are left unanswered after this movie. Okay. Um, what's going on with Jacob? Nothing was really touched on about Jacob. Well, he's a he werewolf. Just, we spoiled that part, yeah. He just seems like a good guy. Now, yeah. I also want to know, did he get his 20 bucks from his dad? Now, his dad offered him 20 bucks to break up Bella and Edward. I don't know. That's what I mean. Did he get $20 from it? I don't remember that part. Yeah, it was at the end of the movie. I haven't Watch watched this it. movie since high school. All right. Also, why didn't we get to see them dismantle the other, other friggin' vampire? They ripped the vampire apart. The evil guy, the, the weird guy who just trucked across town to like Arizona to chase after them. Like, wow, he's should be in the Olympics. That's another thing. These vampires, they have that baseball game. Yeah. How come these guys aren't playing MLB? Yeah. Like really, they should have a vampire league. They're just playing in some shitty field. So many questions. So many so questions. So two and a half out of five. Two and a half out of five. I, uh, I need a refresher. You said some things about that movie that I did not remember. Including that Jacob is not revealed as a werewolf in the first no, one. No, I didn't know that. You just ruined it for I me. I know. I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I I watched that movie in high school with my high school girlfriend in theater. She was very excited. It was a horrible experience. It was not. <laughs> did she? We don't pin, need to name names, did, but it was she, not a good one. Did okay? she pin you as an Edward or a Jacob? Uh, I was Edward because I was pale. Oh, yeah. That makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look that nothing like Jacob. Yep. Yep. Anyways, so yeah, that's my review. Are you glad you spent your birthday doing that? No, I am not. <laughs> that's why I gave it such a low rating. Uh, Two and a half. There we have it. What else should Lynch review? Send us an email, tylerlynch at gmail.com. Maybe the rest of Twilight's, maybe another Harry Potter. There's four of them though. Maybe a, a Disney classic. I'd like The Lion King. I don't even remember The Lion King. What do you want to see reviewed? Let us know. Uh, that's a wrap on this episode. It has been fun, as always. Thank you very much for hanging out. We appreciate it. The support on the podcast has been uh, incredible. So thank you so much. Uh, big thank you to Jim Bob John for all the music. Uh, thank you to Jessica Wong for all the graphics. Thank you to the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network. Uh, they got a bunch of great shows. Make sure you check out all of them when you're done listening to ours. Uh, Alexi, how many of them are you producing? Too many to count. Oh Too many God. to count. So if you want to support Alexi... <laughs> Listen to some podcasts, okay? That's her whole world. And follow her on Instagram at youngalexi underscore, correct? Yes. yes. Nailed it. Uh, and uh, a big thank you to you, of course, for listening. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate you watching on YouTube as well, if that's where you're getting this. Uh, and make sure you rate, review, subscribe, leave a comment, like, download it. Tell all your friends. All the things. Every button. You, whatever buttons are on the screen, click all of them. Buttons all are of it fun will to help. push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Push them all. Also, okay? send us an email, too. Yeah, like Tyler, a voice memo. Yeah, voice memos are great. TylerandLynch at gmail.com. Uh, Chad Kroger didn't make it in once again today. Man. Was hoping he'd stop by at some point, maybe. No, he's not. No, the there. door's open. He's not here. No. Uh, so we'll get him on soon, though. It'll happen. Uh, Chad, see you soon. 